This is episode 40. Can you believe it? 40 of Bella in Your Business. Welcome to Bella in Your Business, where Bella will discuss anything and everything about your pet sitting business to help you land on target. So get ready. Bella's got your shoot. Let's jump. Welcome to Bella in Your Business. This is Bella Vasta, and I am here today with Tracy Hotchner. You guys, I don't even know where to begin with Tracy. She first came into my life at the PSI conference years ago when it was here in Arizona, where we totally bonded. It was around the same time that she was coming out with one of her first books, The Dog Bible, and then she also had Dog Talk Radio going on then. But now, Tracy, you have to fill in these gaps for me because From then till now, you now have this conglomerate of the Pet Lady Radio. You've got like 12 different shows on there. You're not only doing that because, I mean, I don't even know where you get this energy, but you're also the founder and director for the New York Dog Film Festival. There's just so much. Tracy, welcome to the show. Thank you, Bella. It's great to be here and so fun to have stayed in touch with you all these years. You've done great things as a businesswoman yourself, and I really admire you for that. Yeah, the Dog Bible morphed into the Cat Bible, morphed into the NPR show Dog Talk that now many people listen on podcasts, but it's still on the air in the Hamptons live on Saturdays, almost 10 years. And I had Cat Chat on Sirius XM for seven and a half years on the Martha Stewart channel. And yes, I did add these other pet talk radio shows just because I could. So it is a little bit of a pet empire because then I started the Dog Film Festival on a whim three years ago in New York. And one of my sponsors said, you got to take this around America. (laughs) So I said, oh yeah, sure. And it went from five cities to 10 cities in 2016 and it's already going to be 17 cities in 2017 and soon we're starting the download the netflix for dog lovers (gasps) so that people can download special curated hour-long versions and a portion of it goes to a national animal welfare organization so that's going to be launching soon you're the first one to hear about it oh my gosh we got the exclusive that's awesome yeah Tracy, what I love about you is your can-do attitude, and you just, like, blow past everything. You not only have incredible ideas, but what I find in life is that a lot of times people either have really great ideas, but they don't do it, you know? And you're a doer, and I want everyone and all of our listeners to understand and to hear about all these stories. Now, you guys, usually I do show notes, but for this show, because Tracy is so dynamic and exactly what you just said, building an empire, I knew we wouldn't run out of a list of topics to talk about. So let's take it back to where when I first met you, Tracy. So you were doing dog talk on NPR, and then I didn't even know you were on the Martha Stewart channel. Tell me like the evolution of everything and what drives you to do this. I'm just going to open up the whole microphone and and let you go because this is totally your wheelhouse. Well, I don't want to make it just about me because I have an unusually high threshold for work and a very (laughs) high energy. And often people throughout my life have said, oh, my God, I don't do anything compared to you, or (laughs) I wish I had your energy, or how do you bottle that? But on the other hand, I want to inspire the people that follow you and listen to you, just as I did at the PSI conference, where I had the first and probably only and perhaps (laughs) last standing ovation of my life um, and pissed off the people that ran PSI so tremendously. I love it. You're going to talk about it. Do it. Go there. I thought they were going to drive me out of town. I know. I mean, what I loved about the people, the members of PSI, the pet sitters who came, was they were as passionate about learning for themselves and teaching 
their clients and customers as I was about doing that for them. They weren't just showing up at someone's house, cleaning the litter, walking the dog once around the block, bagging a few bucks and going. Yeah. They really wanted to be doing more than that. They wanted to, you know, use their hearts and minds. And I think that part of what has gotten me so far is just that positive energy. And so mm-hmm. every time that one of your listeners or audience or clients meets somebody new, especially in the related business, they should just put out this positive can-do energy and say, what would you want more from me? How can I do more for you? Or if they hear of an opportunity locally, I don't know, someone singing guitar in the local coffee house, there's nothing against saying, you know what, I'm going to go to the coffee house and bring cards for my show, but I'm going to go to the coffee house owner and say, I'll give you a free dog walk if you would just let me say hi to everybody and give them a card. Mm-hmm. So you just look at every potential opportunity that someone else wouldn't even see as an opportunity. And I don't mean like our bone folks, okay, because there was actually people who showed up in Leesburg, Virginia, when we were having a big event in which I talked about nutrition, which is the thing everyone seems the most interested in. And some gals bought tickets and came wearing our bone shirts and went around everyone going, have you heard of our bone? Have you heard of our bone? I don't mean that you get into that multi-level marketing pushy thing where you're bringing up something that no one is interested in, mm-hmm. but in that place at that time. You have to add value is what you're saying. You have to bring value to the table, right? You'll have to notice where you are when you're doing it. Yeah. The gym's not the place to do it. The gym's the place to push our bone if you want to. Uh You know what I mean? So you have to be in the dog park or at a local Halloween dress up for dogs. Uh And there's the place where you look for the people that might be interested in what you're doing and want to help you further your business and in some way further their own car dealership, whatever it. it might be, you know. So you just look for those opportunities. In my case, they seem to me as if they've come to me kind of magically. Of course, that's probably not exactly how things happen. I think I've had a lot of good luck and timing, but you know that other saying, you make your own good luck. Mm -hmm. I'm not entirely clear about it. I just know that I was being interviewed for five minutes, not even three minutes live in the Hamptons when the Dog Bible first came out and the station manager was there of the NPR show because it was a remote broadcast, live and remote. And I started talking to him about how I could do a show like Car Talk and call it Dog Talk. Mm -hmm. And for some reason, because of my positive energy and dynamism, as you called it, he said, okay, we can give that a try. And he gave me an engineer, a studio, and a microphone Mm -hmm. and an open airway Mm -hmm. in the east end of Long Island. And before I even got there, I had an email from somebody. I didn't know who. I barely even did email then. This goes back. I know. I remember that. I mean, I was like, what's email? I was so late to the party. No social media, no emails. And I got this email that just stumbled upon it because I didn't even look at email much saying, how would you like to join Martha Stewart's universe? And I didn't know what that meant. And I went into the city and had lunch with someone who said, my boss, not Martha, some boss of the Omni Media heard you being interviewed on that station out in the Hamptons. And I said, oh, well, I could do another show called Cat Chat because I have a a book coming out called The Cat Bible. She says, no, 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 no. We want you to be our morning anchor on the Martha Stewart channel of Sirius. It wasn't Sirius XM that was just Sirius. And I said, you mean not pets? No, just that. I said, oh, 7 to 11 live every morning. I'm so sorry, but I'm a country mouse. Mm -hmm. I don't want to live in a city again. I really didn't. There was no amount of money that could get me to live in New York or any city. I'm in the middle of nowhere lot now. Then I was in the middle of nowhere on the east end of Long Island. 
year round. And I said, but I could do a show. And I didn't even know that the Martha Stewart Channel of Sirius had weekly live 8 p.m. to 9 p.m. Eastern time live programming about pets. And they didn't have a show on the Wednesday night. Mm-hmm. She said, well, okay. And they gave me an engineer, a studio, and a live open <laughs> microphone. Okay, so I'm completely unproven, and I've never listened to talk radio in my life. So I had no idea what it should be like. I just made it what I thought it should be like. <laughs> and the phone rang a lot. So since the phone rang a lot with a lot of questions, and having researched those books, and retained at least some of what I researched, <laughs> I was able to give answers that, you know, cut through the nonsense, just like when I gave the talk at PSI. Right. And people are so eager for the truth. They're so eager for something genuine. And my dogs agree. (laughs) (laughs) They say, yeah, mommy, yes. I remember that conference because we met in the lobby and you were in tears from it. I mean, you were really affected by it. And that was what sparked our relationship. And I, I stayed really close to you for quite a while because as you were talking about, you know, providing value and things, You provided so much value to my own pet company at the time, and you gave me topics that I didn't know about at the beginning. Like 10 years ago, I had no idea, you know, what were good dog foods and what weren't, and that was what sparked my interest with you. And then getting the books, they really helped me figure out topics to blog about, topics to bring up to clients while we were doing consultations. And, oh, um, you you think your dog's shedding a lot or he has this skin problem. Right. Do you know, let me forward you something I heard about and you were my resource. And it was like anything and everything under the sun, you had something to say about it. But to go off of what you were just also saying, I think that many doors open in your life and you've become a good walkthrougher. So where where a door opens, you're like, sure, why not? You know, some people could think of a million reasons why not. You said you never listened to talk radio. You didn't even know the format. You weren't even applying for it. You maybe weren't ready for it. But at the same time, Tracy, I love how you just reflected on there's no amount of money that would get me back into the city. Because what you're doing is you're really connected to your why. And I'd love to talk about that a little bit with you. Why do you do what you do? And I love how you just demonstrated how you make the decisions of which doors you walk through based off of your why or or if they matter to you. You know, what are your thoughts on that? It's an interesting one. I've never heard that phrase, your why. Yeah. It's very good to know what you won't do. (laughs) So, you know, people have that phrase, well, the bottom line is, but they don't really have a bottom line. A lot of people don't have any. And anyway, it's a misused phrase because bottom line means you add everything up and you come up with an equation, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. the answer to an equation. And I don't think they mean that when they say it. When they say bottom line, they mean, well, this is my line in the sand, if you will. Mm -hmm. This is what I won't do. I won't go there. On this side of the line, anything's possible. But on that line, I won't go. So I think if people have a clear sense in their relationships, because it's business or personal, of what they won't tolerate. You won't tolerate a teenage kid who yells at you, or a spouse or partner who hits you, or verbally abuses you, Mm -hmm. or a boss who demeans you. On the other hand, someone might say, you know, I really need the job. This boss, it's their problem. I'm not really demeaned by that gross behavior. I don't mean being groped, but verbally, you know, some verbal unpleasantness. I need this job. I want this job. I actually like the job. This isn't my problem. That's their problem. So you see, not every line is, you know, made with a really thick magic marker. But if you know what you won't put up with or what you don't want to do, then it's very easy to find out what makes you feel okay or good or valued or 
personal growth or a sense of challenge or adventure. I think it really helps to know what you could push against as where you won't go because everything on the other side of that is someplace you could go or fly to or become. So I think that knowing one part of it frees you to discover what the other part is because you might be a pet sitter and be a Bella listener or a client who you've given advice to as a businesswoman. And you may start out thinking, I only want to deal with pets. Oh, people are a pain in the neck. I can't stand people. So I love to pet sit because the people are never around and I'm only with the pets and I love that. But it might be an opportunity might appear of some kind or other, which doesn't involve pets, but somehow the pets have gotten you there. You have to walk through that door because you can't stick with the idea that, you know what, I'm an animal person, not a people person. Yeah, that's true of most of us. I mean, if you had a choice between animals and people, who would you actually rather spend half an hour with mm-hmm. in a general way, right? Yep. I mean, we'd mostly all pick pets because it's very satisfying and gratifying. And the people side could be boring or annoying or unpleasant or scary or difficult. But the real world is made up mostly of people. So I think part of it has to be to know what you absolutely don't want to do. And then what you might do, you have to let things happen and not close your thought process to potential opportunities, whatever they may be. It may be that someone who's a client thinks you've taken great notes about their pets and left them great notes and been really organized and very professional and their pets really happy, but they're about to start a new business and the new business has nothing to do with animals. And maybe they think you are a really great person and they want to offer you that opportunity, right? So do you say, oh, what do you mean? I'm a pet sitter. Or do you say, huh, tell me about that. Right. And try to open your head and heart to opportunities that you may look back on pet sitting after one year or five years or 15 years as being a door that opened some other world to you. So I think part of it has to be that flexibility. I love that, Tracy. We're going to take a short break here, but when we come back, I want to hear about that door opening that started this film festival and what that's evolved into and what cities you're in. We'll be right back after these words. Want to get yourself or your staff pet first aid CPR certified, but don't know how? Gone are the days of having to take off a day of work just to go sit in a classroom. Take it online. Pro Pet Hero is a veterinarian trained program given in modules that test your knowledge of the material at the end of each section. Pro Pet Hero can even give you a certificate to show all your clients and post it on your website. Imagine future clients being drawn to you because of your extensive knowledge. Sign up today, www.jumpconsulting.net forward slash CPR. That's jumpconsulting.net forward slash CPR. Use coupon code CPR-PETSITTER for 10% off. And we're back. Thank you so much for being here, Tracy. Tell me all about this New York Film Festival. How did this come about? And what's the vision with it here? Well, oh, yo, yo. This is another one where people will hear it and they'll say, whoa, this girl's magical. We can't be like that. And I don't want to come across as that magical person. But I have to tell you, I kind of am frighteningly magical. I have an idea. And then I just make it happen against all logic or you know, realistic possibility. Mm -hmm. And because there was, I guess, something very genuine and passionate at the heart of it, maybe I'm guessing, I don't know that that's the reason that it works. It works. I mean, it was kind of a very sad thing. My late husband, who was five years younger than me, and we had only met seven years previously, was at the end stage of a rare and terminal cancer. And he was doing very poorly emotionally as well as physically. 
more emotionally than not. And it was a terrible strain on me. I had my 12 radio shows and I was blogging and getting sponsors and making sponsors happy and being the sole provider. And it was pretty awful in terms of pressure and stress. And I honestly don't know the moment in time where I said, you know, I've interviewed these people that put the Cat Video Festival together in Minneapolis, which had been a whole year before. But cat videos online are one thing. But what if I had a dog film festival? Now, that sounds really good to me. You know, films, not silly videos, but things that were made as an actual short film. What if I could have a whole film festival with a lot of short films all edited together? Yeah, I think I'll do that. (laughs) And to cheer myself up, I looked into how do you start a film festival? I'd only ever been to them. I'd clearly never run one. I'd never curated one. I'd never gotten submissions. I knew that I had to get a professional editor, but all the rest of it, I didn't have any money to hire a whatever you would hire. I didn't even know how to hire such a person, you know, someone from what, another kind of festival to <laughs> get films for this one? I mean, no, because these are short dog films. I love how you didn't let that stop you, though. You're like, no, well, I, didn't. I need to pay you this compliment. And you're a very humble person, but you have to hear this. I think the reason why you're magical is because people see your excitement and your passion and your drive and they want to be a part of it. And I think that's why things come together around you because you start talking, you get people excited. They're like, yeah, 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 this sounds good. And then you lead the way, Tracy. And I just hope that you receive that. But I just had to say that to you because that's what you've always done for me. Well, I receive it and I appreciate it. I think you're right. It is sort of like its own little planet of energy. (laughs) The, the inner Tracy, and it does. It people do get caught <laughs> up in it. I mean, the two things I need to cheer myself up are, I put a pink streak in the front of my hair. <laughs> I got my hair cut short and put it. This is when Edward was dying. I was just. I had to do something, and I love pink. Yeah. My radio studio is pink. My office is pink. Fifty oh. percent of every piece of clothing I own is pink. <laughs> I am mad for pink. So I put the pink streak in my hair, and I had this idea of the Dog Film Festival, and I went to one of the sponsors of my radio shows, Halo pet food Uh and the guy who ran it said i'll give you some seed money for this dog film festival why not i don't know what it is but i like the sound of it yeah so i rented this huge theater in new york 760 seat theater wow never even checked that it was during the exact same time that the new york film festival was on oh my god and there was the mini hurricane that happened that could not have been predicted and i almost sold the place out wow And, and the program's too long. I didn't know that shouldn't be two and a half hours with an intermission. <laughs> but people were enwrapped. Uh-huh. And that same sponsor came backstage between the two programs and said, this is beyond anything I could ever have imagined. <laughs> we want to give you money to take it around to five cities in America. Wow. I've got chills right now. And it was really crazy because I was like, really? Because I thought it'd be amazing if I could come back to New York and just do it once a year in New York, you know? Uh-huh. Then, of course, the irony was that he left the company two months later. So I had already started making these plans for the five cities. And by some miracle on radio, I was interviewing the head of the Petco Foundation, an extraordinary woman. Wow. And I said to her off the air, she was great. She is fantastic, just fantastic, Suzanne Kogut. And I said, you know, that company was going to, Halo was going to sponsor me and was going to go to the Petco company to maybe participate with them. But now he's gone. And she said, oh, the Petco Foundation, this sounds like something we would like to do because you're giving money to a shelter every Mm -hmm. place you go, right? Yeah. Yeah. She said, well, we would like to be your sponsor, just like that. Amen, sister. 
It's really amazing. And then I was at the Global Pet Expo that takes place in Orlando, Florida once uh-huh. a year, a few months later, and met a lovely young woman who had just gone to work for Bayer, Canine Advantix too. And she and I started talking about the pink streak in my hair, getting back to the pink streak. And she'd always wanted to put a blue streak, but she now worked for corporate America and thought it'd be a little <laughs> shocking. By the end of the breakfast, which Bayer put on for the media, introducing a Canines for Warriors, which is a fantastic group that finds shelter dogs and trains them for PTSD returning veterans. And Bayer gives them Canine Advantix 2 for life. Bayer became a sponsor within weeks. Wow. Wow. Those are big companies. No kidding. That's amazing. It was pretty cool. And Waruva, another great pet food company, has been a radio sponsor since my first day on Cat Chat on the air. I helped turn his company into a company where he and his wife were going around to pet stores up and down the streets in New York to show them cans of their food. And they're now so fantastically huge and make all this human-grade food. And he came along for the film festival and is still along for the film festival. So they see the value of it. And the cities I'm going to, anything from Stamford, Connecticut to Bend, Oregon, Portland, Oregon, Seattle, Los Angeles, Orange County. I don't have a list in front of me. Kansas City and San Antonio are coming up soon. The Nashville Film Festival I'm partnered with. I'm actually partnered with the Kansas City Film Festival. So that these film festivals are inviting the Dog Film Festival into their programming. What a great niche. It's really cool. Are the dogs invited to sit and watch the films too? In some places they are. We were just in San Francisco. Francisco and in Marin County and dogs were allowed in the theaters and it was just everyone was in a state of ecstasy <laughs> sold out two shows during torrential downpours wow. people came and dried them off with a Incredible. towel it's pretty cool I have to say you'll have to send me a list so I can put it in the show notes so that any pet sitters out there listening if it's coming to your city you know you can go to it help her promote it, it you know become a part of it all they have to do is just go to dogfilmfestival.com of and course. it shows the destination so there's a drop okay. down with all the cities i love it i love it so tracy as we come to a close i could keep going forever with you here but i want to help uh, our listeners understand how they could use you as a resource so why don't you talk about really quickly the different talk shows and your blog and anything else that you want to put out there for people to jump on and follow you and get all your awesome nuggets of knowledge. <laughs> the thing that's handy is the e-newsletter that goes out every week to the yes. numbers now up to 23,000 opt-in subscribers, which is quite a big number, seeing as I think Incredible. I started with 400 or something. Of course, yeah. I had to hire a social media manager in the yeah. midst of all this because for the woman who didn't do email, I definitely needed a social media manager. <laughs> and that has every week the description of the Dog Talk Show, which is weekly on NPR and mm-hmm. has three guests. And then one of my other 10 shows rotates. And whatever blogs I've written that week are on the newsletter. So by going to RadioPetLady.com, there's a place to sign up for the newsletter. And all the shows are in there. And each of them has a podcast library. Okay. So if someone's interested in cat chat or pet food advisors or good dogs, the training show, they go into that library and you can see the description of all the shows. And you can download some or all. And some people binge on them while walking dogs or doing the laundry. And Dog Film Festival is just dogfilmfestival.com, and it has the cities, and it has descriptions of the shows, and when we'll be where, and which theaters accept dogs and don't, and it's pretty fun. Unfortunately, not in Arizona at the moment, but that's only because nothing has easily come together, but it easily could. Mm-hmm. So yeah. maybe 18. Maybe. 
<laughs> yeah. So everyone, I want to encourage you use Tracy as a resource. It's a, she has so many great articles and things everywhere on all of her mediums that you could share with your clients. You know, when you're in those consultations or even with your staff, those of you with staff who just want to help educate them. And we get questions all the time on the front line of, you know, is my dog shedding too much or is my dog too fat or my dog has all these ailments and all these medicines and stuff. Now, while we're not exactly veterinarians, we can still make those connections. And in simple ways that we can do that is, oh, are you interested in learning more about that? I know a great resource for you or something like that. So I want everyone to kind of start thinking about how they can help add value to not only their staff, but also to their clients and their community. This this is great stuff that, that you can help stand on as not necessarily an expert, but just as a connector. A professional. Yeah. A professional. Yeah. A pet professional. Someone who yeah. cares. Someone who cares. Well, thank you, Bella. It's delightful to be continually connected to you and to all the great people that listen to this you. This was so great, Tracy. Thanks so much for your time. It was a pleasure. <laughs> you guys, this is another episode of Bella in Your Business. Please like and subscribe to us on iTunes or Stitcher. And remember to always keep jumping. Thanks for jumping with Bella in Your Business. For more information, free articles, free coaching sessions, and more, go to jumpconsulting.net. And remember, Bella's got your shoot.